This is Richard Clint FM, the digital podcast dedicated to improving your life every single day. Today we want to continue the discussion we started last week about stress. Does hearing the word stress make you stressful? Do you have any idea, do you understand how many people just dismiss the fact of stress in their life? How many people do you know who joke about the amount of stress they have in their life? They even joke about, if I don't do something about this stress, it's going to kill me. You know what? That's absolutely true. All right, one of my favorites. I work better under pressure. The reality is that statement has no truth in it. We're all more creative when we are controlling the pressure in our life. When the pressure is on, your emotions will increase. And any time that your emotions increase, what's going to happen? Your imagination diminishes. Can stress make you sick? Seriously. You ever had a time when you felt good and there was pressure in your life and all of a sudden you got a cold? Or you just didn't feel good? Can stress make you sick? Yes. Can stress kill you? It is my personal belief that the major creator of cancer in the human life is unresolved stress. I believe the majority of illnesses people face is the result of burying their stress, not confronting it. If you run from stress, it will bury you. Now, the key is not to work to eliminate stress. The harder you work at eliminating stress, the more stress you will create. The key is learning to control the stress in your life. Do you believe that can be achieved? I do. But it's not going to be controlled without you understanding what controlling stress requires. The first part. If you're going to control the stress in your life, it will require calm intensity. Now, people say, now listen to me, Richard. That's an oxymoron. You can't do that. Yes, you can. You see, the opposite of calmness is confusion. When you're confused, you will be uptight. If you really knew me, I'm a person who internally is very, very calm. But outwardly, I appear very intense. Because I am, because I'm into what I do, I am focused. And focus creates a feeling and an atmosphere of intensity. But I can be intense and still be calm. Controlling the stress in your life will require opening yourself to honesty. See, I have this philosophy of life that says most people want honesty as long as it's not honest. Until you get honest about the design of your life, your only option is to live in denial. And when you're living in denial, what's going to happen? It's going to make you even more uptight. You're going to wind yourself tighter and tighter. Controlling the stress in your life requires never avoiding situations. The things you avoid create emotional stacks inside of you. And those emotional stacks are just going to make you more and more 
uptight. Why? Because you're just stacking one issue on top of another issue and top of another issue, and nothing is getting resolved. Controlling the stress in your life is going to require taking things at a manageable pace. Now, do you understand this when I say this? The faster you move emotionally, the less imagination you will have. And since your emotions really don't resolve anything, because most of our emotions are about continuing, your imagination is where resolution takes place. So if I shut my imagination down, what am I going to do? I'm going to increase my emotions, and the more I increase my emotions, the more uptight I'm going to become. Controlling stress requires responding, not reacting. Every time you react, you increase your emotional sight. Which is going to do what? It's only going to wind you tighter and tighter and tighter. Controlling the stress in your life will require opening yourself to hearing what you don't want to hear. Do you ever avoid listening because you don't want to hear what's being said? Do you ever just shut yourself off when someone is talking and you don't want to hear that, even though you know it's exactly what you need to hear? You just don't want to deal with it. That's only going to make you more uptight. Controlling the stress in your life requires listening, learning, and implementing. The lack of these three positive actions keeps you moving backward. And every time you take a step backward, what's going to happen? You're just going to wind your life tighter and tighter and tighter. I'm going to take a tour of the four rooms that make up your life. To prepare you for our tour, I want to put my 12 realities in front of you. These are the 12 realities when I was writing my book, The Truth About Stress. These are the 12 realities that I found that created the pieces of the puzzle to understand how you design the four rooms of your life. Reality number one, you create your own realities. You see, the only definition that the human mind has to truth is what you tell it. Because the human mind understands from what you feed it. So whatever you bring to yourself becomes your definition of reality. And sometimes because we've convinced ourselves what we consider reality is not reality. Number two, you are an integrated system. Now, what do I mean by that? You are a mind, your emotions, and you're physical. Now, these three work together to protect you. You're the one that fights for them to be disconnected. Have you ever had a time that you were so physically tired that emotionally you were worn out? Have you ever had a time that your mind was so overwhelmed that you had no energy? You ever had a time that you were so emotionally distraught that you had a headache? You see, these three create a triangle that work to protect you. But what happens if you're mentally exhausted, emotionally worn down, and physically worn out? It's called breakdown. Because your body is smarter than you are. And sometimes your body steps in to protect you. Reality number three. You prove your beliefs to yourself. Every day, your behavior is a definition 
of what you believe. That doesn't mean it's truth, but you work to prove your beliefs to yourself. And then what happens? Number four, behavior follows beliefs. Once I believe something, what do I do? I turn around and I act it out. And then that becomes the demonstration of what I really believe, even though it may not be supported with my words. Remember my little three-word philosophy? Behavior never lies. Reality number five, thoughts create feelings. Because when I put all of this together in my head, then all of a sudden it creates the feelings that I bring out. Number six, no one can change another person. <laughs> you ever tried to change somebody? Trying to get them to become what you want them to become? You can't change another person. And the more you work to change them, what happens? The more stress you bring to your life. Number seven, intuition, what you feel, is just as important as cognition, what you know. How many times are you in a battle with yourself? Because your emotions are saying one thing, your mind is saying something else. You ever had a day like this? Your mind is saying, let's go, let's do it, man. We've been preparing, we're ready. And your emotions go, I'm not going. Your mind says, come on, we know we can do this. And your emotions go, you're on your own. Why? Because what you feel is just as important as what you know. What you have to work on is finding where these two can connect on a common agenda. And then that frees you to move forward. Reality number eight. People talk to hear themselves talk. Do you ever talk to yourself? It's okay. That's healthy. But if you're going to talk to yourself, talk out loud. We're talking about how to control your stress. And we've been talking about my 12 realities. So far, we've talked about you create your own realities. You're an integrated system. You prove your beliefs to yourself. Behavior follows those beliefs. Thoughts create feelings. No one can change another person. Intuition, what you feel, is just as important as cognition, what you know. And then the last we were talking about, people talk to hear themselves talk. See, I think many times, you ever been in a conversation with somebody who didn't want you to say anything? They just wanted you to sit there and listen? What are they doing? They're using you as a backdrop to talk to themselves. And then reality number nine, each of us is alone. Sometimes people find this challenging, but I believe the more you want to do with your life, the more of a loner you have to become. But the more you want to achieve with your life and for you to control the stress in your life, you've got to get the people out of your life who are bringing the stress to you. How many times do people bring you the stress and they want you to take care of them? And so they dump it on you, and because you're a nice person, you gather all of their problems, you gather all of their situations. It just increases the stress in your life because now you've got to add it to the things you have to get done. The more you want to achieve with your life, the more you have to be willing to eliminate the people who are dumping stress on you. And I don't care who that person is. Now, when I talk about eliminate, I don't mean throw them away. I mean confront their behavior. I mean set with that person and tell them, 
you know, I need to apologize to you. I have allowed you to do things to my life that weren't fair to me. I've allowed you to dump on me. I've allowed you to use me. And I want to tell you, I'm sorry that I've allowed you to do that. And I want to apologize to you for letting you do that to me. But I want you to understand your behavior is no longer acceptable to my life. I am not going to be your punching bag. I'm not going to be your emotional collection center. I'm not going to be the person where you can just come and dump on me. And if you can live with that, then we can continue to be friends. But if you can't live with that, then I have to move on beyond you. I'm talking about taking away another person's right to control your life. Reality number 10. Change is inevitable. You know this as much as I do. Change is going to happen. Now, if you fight it, it stays change. If you learn from it, it becomes improvement. Because you don't fight change mentally. Your mind does not fight change because your mind understands that change is the front door to improvement. Your emotions are what fight change. So when you understand that change is inevitable and that every time that you fight it, what do you do? You just increase the emotions. You increase your stress. And that takes us to reality number 11. The more you resist, the more it persists. You can't run away from the things you need to face. You can't run away from the things you need to confront. And the more you try to run, the greater the stress in your life. And then reality number 12. You already know. Did you know that I've never sat in a counseling room with a person who didn't know the answer to the question they were asking me? You know how many times I've had people tell me, well, just tell me what to do, and I'll tell them no. Because with the challenges that we faced, when we're calm, we know the answers to it. Inside of us, we know what we need to do. But if it's not something you want to do, what do you do? You fight it. And yet you already know what you need to do. I hope you have a clearer picture of what stress can do to you. Stress is not something to take lightly. It is not something to play with. It can kill you. You understand that, right? And if you don't confront the stress in your life, it will kill you. Now, let me remind you of something. This stress in your life is going to make you uptight. And every day that you wind yourself tighter, the greater the damage the stress is doing to your life. So you're going to need to gather that calm intensity. You're going to need to have an organized approach for dealing with the stress in your life. You're going to need to never avoid situations. Be willing to confront them. You're going to need to take things at a manageable pace. You're going to need to respond, not react. To open yourself to hearing what you don't want to hear. And you're going to need to learn, to listen, to take what you know you need to do and implement it into your life to improve your life. Now, that life we're talking about has four rooms to it. You have your business room, family room, 
social room and you have your personal room. Now, I want to take a tour of your life. I want to see if we can gather and understand what each of these rooms are. And then I want to take the rooms apart and talk about the stressors in the room and what you and I need to do to control the stress in each of those rooms. Your business room. This is the largest room in most people's stress house. Why? Because it's the number one room in mental stress. Now, all of these rooms have a purpose. The purpose of the business room is achieving your business dream and creating a definition of who you think you are. Ask most men, who are you? And how will they define themselves? They'll define themselves through the business. Now, if you ask most women who they are, their first point of definition will be through their family. You see, the family room is the second largest room in most people's stress house. Why? Because it's the number one room of emotional stress. The purpose of this room is defining and experiencing love and acceptance. Your third room is your social room. Now, this is one of the most misunderstood rooms in people's stress house. Do you understand that this has become the number one room of people's escape? And the purpose of this room is for fun. It's for relaxation. But how many people today don't have the time for the social room? Or how many people don't have the financial wherewithal for a social room? I mean, think about this. If you and your wife and kids go out for dinner together and go to a movie, what do you think it would cost you? Around $100? And what's missing today in a lot of people's lives, they don't do as much together. So they don't have that connectivity. The room isn't there for the fun. It isn't there for the relaxation. Your personal room. Now, this is the smallest room in most people's stress house. Do you know why? Because it's the most uncomfortable room to spend time in. Why? Because alone with you, you have to be honest. And the purpose of this room is personal discovery. It's in this room that your dreams are born. It's in this room that your life really takes shape. Now, controlling stress means you cannot avoid the situations your life is handed. In any of these rooms. Why? Because avoidance guarantees that the stress will increase. And what happens when the stress increases? Possibility you're going to break down. You see, wind anything too tight and it will break, and that includes humans. So how do you know when you're about to break? And I hope you really pay attention to this. You believe you can't take much more. You're at your end. Repeated physical issues that are all stress-related. And they keep telling you, you've got to relieve some of the stress in your life. Your emotions can't be controlled. You're just all over the board. And you can't seem to control this emotional upheaval that's going on inside you. All you see is another crisis. And it's just one crisis after another crisis after another crisis. And it's all you see coming down the street. You keep struggling with the same thing over and over and over again. You see, when anything is wound too tight... It will break. And that includes 
humans. And I hope this show helps you to understand that with all that life hands you, there are opportunities. We're talking about stress. And what is stress? It's anything in life that makes you uptight. And that can be each and every day of your life, can it not? We're talking about the four rooms of your life. Your business room. Your family room. Your social room. And then the room that most of you probably don't have. Your personal room. Let's take a tour of these four rooms. The first room. Your business room. Now, because it's the largest room in most people's life. It has a tendency to store a lot of stress. And that stress doesn't stay in the business room. It gets transplanted. It gets moved into the other three rooms of your life. Because here's what you have to understand. Stress in any one room of your life will find its way into the other rooms of your life. So how do we unwind the stress that is in the business room? First, You've got to admit that there is negative stress that needs to be handled. I mean, what if you don't enjoy your job? What if you don't feel valued, respected, appreciated? What happens if every day you go there because you have to to get a paycheck? Do you think this can just increase the stress you have for that room? If you're going to unwind that stress, the very first thing you have to do is you have to admit that there's negative stress here that needs to be confronted. Number two, evaluate what this room means to your life. Is this a room of fun? Is your business room a room of growth? Is it a room that you get up enjoying the fact that you're going there today? Or really, is it something you feel you have to do? Because folks understand, you either have a job, and to me, a job is a place that someone goes and prostitutes themselves for a paycheck. That's just going to increase stress. Our job is filled with a mission, and a mission is where you go and someone else hands you their expectations and expects our demands that you fulfill them. So it's not you, it's you living out what? The design of someone else. That's going to increase your stress. Or that business room is a crusade. It's where you get up and go because you feel this is where you belong. It's your niche. It's what you want to be doing with your life. Spencer Hayes in his little book, Who Moved My Cheese, asked one of the most enlightening questions that I've ever heard. What would you do differently with your life if you weren't afraid? I mean, is this a room that you really want? Is that business room the way it's designed? Is that what you want for your life? And I'm going to tell you, if the answer is no, the stress there just increases every day that you go. Unwinding the stress in the business room, number three, organize your day. Don't let it organize you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. One of the most important things you can do to organize your day is get yourself mentally and emotionally ready for your day. I really do believe that what you put in your head in the morning creates the day you're going to have. And this is one of the reasons that I created my little thing called the morning minute. Where every morning I bring to you in your 
email inbox. A one-minute video with me face-to-face with you. Scary thought, huh? One minute face-to-face with you giving you a thought for your day to get you started, to get you positioned, to help you organize yourself mentally and emotionally. And by the way, I'd love to share it with you. If you would just go to themorningminute.com, there's an opportunity for you to experience it for 14 days and see if it doesn't help you organize your day and your day doesn't organize you. Unwinding the stress in your business room means confronting issues while there's still concerns. Do you know the difference between a concern and a problem? It's the escalation of emotions. And when things become more emotional, don't they increase in stress? Unwinding the business room means don't hang around with negative people. The last thing you need to do is hang out with a group of negative people. Because if you hang out with them, you're going to tend to pick up on what they're talking about. You're going to tend without even meaning to, to participate. That's going to increase your stress. Unwinding the stress. Don't overschedule yourself. Don't put more on your list. And by the way, I don't believe in to-do lists because most of the things on a to-do list you don't want to do. I believe in an achievement list. And on that list, you should put three things, something you have to do, something you need to do, something you want to do in that order. Do those three, take a break, and come back and put three more on that list. But don't overschedule yourself because if you have to fit something into an already packed day, you're going to be stressed. Delegate. Don't loan. Delegate. If there are people that can help you, delegate it to them. Have a regular work schedule. Have hours you work. Know what's important and what is not. Learn to prioritize. And then to unwind the stress in your business room, learn to close the door to this room when you walk out. Do not take it home with you. If you cannot control the stress in your business room, it will steal your creativity and leave you feeling exhausted. And what? Struggling to figure out what really needs to be done. Your family room. The emotional collisions that happen in this room are where 99% of all the stress comes from. See, I believe that all human lives collide at the point of agendas. And you've got to learn how to connect, not disconnect in this room. So how do you unwind the stress in the family room? First of all, you've got to admit that there's negative stress here that needs to be addressed. You and your spouse or you and your significant other, have you ever started a conversation about one issue and by the time you finished, you had 13 others on the table, you look at each other and go, how'd we get here? Why? How? Because anything that is not completed has continuation. Number two, don't work to change the people here. Learn how to blend personalities. The key to getting along, it's learning how to blend your personality with theirs, where each of you remain an individual, but you learn how to connect in togetherness. Strengthen the communication with everyone here. If you understand the person, and if you're at a pace, and you're not running through each other's lives, you learn how to communicate. Make sure there's time for the family to connect. Some of your families today don't connect. They have no family meal together. They have no connection time because they're all moving in so many different directions. There is no connection. If there are children, don't let them rule the room. Children are important, but a couple should not live for their kids. 
because when the kids are gone, they'll wake up as total strangers. If there are no children, don't become strangers. You have to learn how to continue to date. I think the greatest point of conflict in the family room is that when couples get married, they stop dating. If there's an office at home, learn to close the door. Don't leave that door open. Learn to close the door, walk out, and don't go back after everybody's gone to bed. Delegate responsibilities and hold people to those responsibilities. I think children should have responsibilities at home. I think there ought to be things that they do as a part of the family. Because if you don't teach them responsibility when they're young, as they get older, they're going to fight you when you try to get them to become a part of. Don't let the opinions and others invade this room. People are going to want to tell you how to raise your family. Parents, outsiders, relatives, all have ideas of how you should be raising your kids. Listen, an opinion is an opinion. An opinion is a collection of words that cannot be validated. How do you unwind the stress in the family room? Express love. There has to be hugs. There has to be touching. There has to be times when we sit and we, everybody just knows how important each other is to the scope of the family. There has to be the expression of love. And love is not things, folks. It's an emotion. Why? Because the family room is an emotional room from the outset. When it is uptight, and stressed out, the emotional stress takes its place and creates what? Negative collisions. And don't forget, this family room is your number one room of emotional stress. We're talking about controlling the stress in your life. And understand this, you either control the stress or the stress controls you. We're talking about how not to work to eliminate stress. People who work to eliminate stress become stressful. People who learn to control their stress enhance their creativity. We're talking about the fact that stress in today's world is winding people tighter and tighter and tighter. And we've talked about what is it that's making people uptight and what is it that you and I need to do to control the stress in our lives. And today we're talking about the four rooms of your life, your business room. Number one room of mental stress today. Why? Because most people go there to a job, not to something they really enjoy. We're talking about your family room, the number one room of emotional stress. Why? Because too many times in what we call a home, it's just a place where people come together and share sleeping quarters. Why? Because there's not family time. There's not the time to connect. There's not the time to stop and enjoy each other. And we just become like ships that pass in the night. I do a summer conference every year called Star Maker. And a few years ago, my theme was strengthening the family. And I took 100 couples, families that I thought had decent relationships, and I asked them, out of a possible 21 meals together as a family, how many meals do you eat together? Did you know the average was two? How important is the dining room table? How important is it to turn the TV off and have a meal together? How important is it that the family stay connected? Our society today is so busy. We got two or three kids and mom and dad's racing to get the kids to every place. And there's no time for connection. So the family room weakens itself. There's a third room. And that's our social room. It's a fact, folks. 
when there is no time for personal interaction and relaxation, you wake up a very old person. See, in today, the social room is a room that doesn't seem to be very important. Why? Because we're overwhelmed with the business room and the family room. You need that social room. You need the interaction. You need the relaxation. So unwinding the stress in the social room requires what? Well, first of all, realizing that you need this room. It must not be seen as an optional room in your life. Secondly, be able to define what fun means to you. I mean, what can you do that's enjoyment for you? You ever thought about having fun and felt guilty? You ever thought about taking some time and just going out and letting your hair down or taking your hair off, whatever the case might be, and you felt guilty in doing that? Unwinding in the social room means picking a group of people you really enjoy doing things with. I think everybody needs a circle around them of people that they can go and they can play with, they can have fun with, they can laugh with, they can go and just be themselves. Because in our uptight world, many people have lost how to be themselves. Unwinding the stress in the social room means blocking out time in your schedule for fun and then not canceling it. So many times, what do we do? We make time for fun, but then something comes up or someone needs us over here. And what do we do? We cancel out the fun in order to what? Meet the demands of somebody else. Unwinding also means, and not just talking about it, but getting out of the house. It could mean volunteering for a charity or an event you would enjoy. Get yourself out. Involve yourself. Be around other people. I also believe that unwinding demands that you plan and you take vacations and even many vacations. You don't have to be gone for a long length of time, but I think there is need in our life to get away from the environment that we're in all the time. It also means to invite a friend to go to a movie with you. Have some time out. Have a cup of coffee. Find something you've always wanted to do and do it. Stop talking about it. Do it. Face your fears that you might have about a social room, that people aren't going to want you there. They're not going to like you. You don't bring anything to the table. You don't have anything to offer. You see, without a social room, you lack a place you can go and relax with friends. That means you store your stress and become old before your time. The fourth room is our personal room. When you're at the bottom of your own personal thought of importance, Everyone and everything else is standing on top of your dream that will wear you down, wear you out, increase your stress, and can kill you. I believe that the personal room is the most important room in your life. Why? It's where your dreams are born. It's where you recharge. But yet, if most people have to give up one room, they will give up the personal room first, the social room second. Both of these two rooms are critically important because these are rooms where you go to recharge yourself. So, unwinding the stress in your personal room requires what? Fully understanding this is the most important room in your life. And hear me, this is the most important room in your life. Because if there's no time for you, you will soon resent what other people are asking of you. Make sure you have alone space in your life. Because your personal room is wherever you go to be by yourself. It can be jogging. It can be working out. It can be in the yard. It can be a bass boat. It can be woodworking. It can be curled up with a book. It's anywhere you go just to be alone 
with you. Unwinding also means educating people in your need for a long time. You ever told somebody, I just need some time for me, and you see the look on their face and you know what's going on, well, you don't have any time for me. You've got to educate people and not be afraid to share with people that you need time for you. Don't be afraid to tell people no when it comes to having your own space. You know how many people are afraid to tell somebody no? And if you don't have a hobby, find one. Find a hobby that you would enjoy doing with you, not with anybody else, but with you. Refuse to feel guilty because you need this time for you. Don't play that game with you and don't you let other people make you feel guilty because you need that time with you. Don't try to force this room into your life. Make it a part of your life because you need it in your life. Make sure you're giving the others in your life time and it will be easier for you to have your personal room. Read a book, listen to tapes or CDs on a regular basis. Others treat your need for personal time with disrespect because you don't stand firm in your need for that time. I really hope you have a clearer picture of what stress can do to your life and that it can kill you. Please, if you have any questions, you have any comments, email me, richard at richardflint.com. If you'd like to learn more about this program, go to richardflint.com slash stress. And I'll see you next week when we're going to talk about creating a healthy environment. Until then, this is Richard Flint saying, have a positive life.